It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coop and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I am Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Kitts. Um, today on the show, we're going to review uh, Daredevil th- Season 3. And then we're going to have a movie of the week. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that later. Um, first of all, Daredevil Season 3 dropped this weekend. And uh, nobody's more excited than me when Daredevil hits because Daredevil's my absolute favorite superhero of all time. Um, I love him even more than Batman. Even though he's kind of like, kind of like a Marvel's Batman. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> he's, he's sitting there crouched on top of some steeple, looking mm. at you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's like perching up on ledges. And... Yeah, yeah. So uh, my only, my only little bit disappointment of this is I didn't see Daredevil in the costume as much. We've reverted back to the uh, Frank Miller. Black Hood costume. But there was a reason for that. There's, I know. There's a reason there's for There's a reason. It's a good reason. But uh, I really... And, and then, you know, there's a lot of struggle in this as to whether or not... And, of course, this is spoiler-free. We're not going to spoil anything for you because, we, you know, you need to go see it. You need to go watch it. It's on Netflix. Um, you can watch the whole thing from beginning to end. It's like I did this weekend. Um, and, uh, I mean, it's... I okay. First of all, let's say let's talk about whether we like what we, whether we liked it or not liked it. Give us a star rating or whatever. I'm right? gonna, I'm if we're doing five stars, I'm going to give it five. Five. I'm going to give it five as well. I it, think it was. I think it was their best season. So it far. was, and you know what? It's like season one and two were kind of a build up for season three, which was like when it crescendoed. I mean, it was like this. 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 It got really, really amped up the third season because you have characters in there that you've had before, like Foggy and um, Karen and Karen Page, and you know all the the, the newspaper people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then you have uh, Kingpin, of course. He takes center stage as the villain in this again, which is great because honestly, Vincent D'Onofrio was born to play Kingpin. In my opinion, um, he becomes that character, and I don't know whether he's read like a ton, ton of comic books or something, but there are little nuances of that character that really give you the heebie-jeebies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ever notice how his like right hand is always twitching all the time? No, I didn't notice. Oh that. my yeah, gosh, his hand is always like no, I he's didn't like flicking that. his fingers and like moving his hand. But around. he does always have that. You know, you can tell he's got kind of like this this rage, but mm-hmm. he, it's like he keeps it calm. And there's there is this one part where he like just lets it loose and you're not even oh, yeah. expecting it. Yeah, totally. On, on didn't one of his underlings. Yeah, he's usually doing that, and and Kingpin does that in the comic book too. Yeah, like, yeah, he does. He'll uh, you know, he'll have some underling with him, and the underling's like talking about how he failed him or something like that, and then all of a sudden it's just like, man, he just goes to town on him, <laughs> just kills but him like right there. I think this hands. one, uh, what was great about this was the whole thing set up was all about Kingpin. Pin's plan. So he's. Yeah. They finally called him Kingpin in this. So we really get Fisk. to see. We really get to see the level of planning that Kingpin from the comic books does. I mean, the thing about Kingpin is he's got plans within plans within plans. 
And he's got a plan worked out for every single one of his enemies. And every one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the way he works is he figures out a way to get somebody into something that would get him in trouble with the law and then blackmails him with it into working for him. Mm-hmm. And it's just that way for every single person. Yeah, there's like this one character, and I'm not going to say who it is because I want to spoil the, the story, the big mystery and all that in it, but uh-huh. there's this one character who's like, and they're like, hey, how did you, how did he get you under his thumb? And he's, and uh, this character go, goes, well, you know, I used to have, you know how I got uh, a kid? I used to have two kids, and he killed them and made it look like a, made it look like a, uh, a hit and run. And, <laughs> and it's like, so now I just have the one kid, and that's how he keeps me in line. Yeah, he, uh, one group, um, he, there's a family that has a business. I won't talk about who, but there's a family that has a business. And what uh, Kingpin does is he sends one of his goons over there to give them a loan because um, their business is under going under. Gives them a loan and um, talks a guy into cooking the books on the loan or whatever. And so that he gets the whole family over a barrel mm-hmm. so he can use it. And, and he does that to... And then there's another one where he... Um, causes there's a, one of their family members has cancer and so he um he uses that to get a guy to give up all his money because the the it makes it so that the insurance company won't pay for her treatment yeah and, and you, that causes you, him well to that her. may be a little bit of a spoiler because Maybe. that is something that you learn way on in the season yeah yeah and, and so that's kind of a big reveal that's there. pretty well okay well, anyway Whatever. There, we're just saying that yeah. there is so there are so many, so many different um, you know uh, bits where he's using these incredibly worked out plans. It's like Kingpin is like a genius. He's a genius at working out all this stuff to and, end people. Um, so we finally got what people have been wanting since the first season. We got Bullseye. Bullseye. Never called him Bullseye, of course. Yeah. In this. Good old um, Lenny Poindexter. Yep. <laughs> he uh He's uh he's he's kind of crazy. Uh that would be kind of putting it lightly, mm-hmm. dude, because this guy is really bonkers. He's a complete soci- sociopathic psychotic mm-hmm. who um you know, and the backstory is pretty cool too on the on the whole thing on the on the bullseye uh story. Um and and how he kind of comes into the story is really cool too, and it's not like oh suddenly there's bullseye you know mm-hmm. it's like he work it slowly works his way into and we get to see the formation of bull, of bullseye mm-hmm. the the creation of him, um, and how kingpin uses that to his advantage. Um, it's pretty it's pretty messed up what happens and what what kingpin does to drive him over the edge. Mm-hmm. It's just. Really cool to see. Um, but, man, um, and then, you know, Kingpin is always trying to get Vanessa back because in season two, uh, Vanessa had to leave the country or whatever and go off with his bodyguards and, you know, live her life, and he can't be with her anymore. Um, and and Kingpin works his way out of prison. I mean, mm-hmm. he just figures out a way to get himself out of prison totally free. Um by using blackmail and manipulation. It mm-hmm. is just, it's beyond genius. It's just incredible to see it happen. I mean, when it, 
the way it all unfolds, you're, you're just gonna go, oh my goodness, he did what? He's basically, what? he's basically make, you know, they're calling him the kingpin because he's making him, make, uh, getting himself to the top again. Yeah. And taking over all the, taking out all the competition, mm-hmm. either taking them out or getting them under his thumb. They're yeah. under him now instead of. And one being of his competition, him. and this is kind of weird for me, but I thought this was strange. One of the competition is a is a, a a boss of some kind, some crime boss, right? Yeah. And the guy is dressed as a Hasidic Jew. Yeah. I mean, he's got the beard and the hat and the curls and everything. Yeah, he's walking around going, "Hey, I'm a in here. I'm a in here." <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty weird to see that. I don't understand that particular costume yeah, choice, but uh, that was pretty weird to see. I think what they're trying to do is just have some odd looking characters. Yeah. And you're like, oh, what what gang does he belong to? Um, yeah, that was pretty strange. The other bits were uh, all the stuff with um, uh, Deadpool, or not Deadpool, sorry, uh, <laughs> uh, Daredevil and the nun mm-hmm. that takes care of him. And then the priest, of course, Father... Uh, Laidenham. Oh, Father Laidenham. And, um, I mean, there's you really get to see that relationship. Uh, change and shift as well with the priest and um, and the nun, um, and also we get to find out some real good background stuff on Karen Page, mm-hmm. which uh, I had no idea. I was like, "Oh wow!" So that's why she came to Hell's Kitchen. Sure, and I, I, there's like a whole episode dedicated to that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I thought after a whole ep, a whole episode dedicated to that, I thought her her character was going in a certain direction. And I yeah. won't say what it is, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I was surprised that it didn't go that way. Because in but. the comic books, and this is no secret really, in the comic books, um, uh, was it uh, Bullseye, Bullseye Kills Bullseye, yeah. Bullseye kills her. Just like he killed Elektra, mm-hmm. but they don't have that. That's not how Elektra dies in season two. Um, but overall, man, five, five, out, five out of five stars. I think um, it... Leads well to a long series that's bingeable, you know. I mean, it lends itself well to that kind of medium, which is a new kind of medium. I mean, mm-hmm. they're making these things so that you can watch the whole thing in one sitting if you want to do that, or you can watch it over time. I mean, I, I watched it over the course of a couple of days, um, but man, it's such a great story! Yeah, I, such a I, great I story. hope he gets a season four, but if it doesn't, um. If you haven't heard, they they've already they canceled Luke Cage, Luke Cage and, and Iron, Iron Fist. Fist so, and so um, yeah, who knows? But if if it doesn't, they did leave it off as a good play at a good place. That kind they of did. it was it kind of basically. I mean, there was a little bit of a tease at the end with mm-hmm. Bullseye, but they basically wrapped everything up. Um, yeah, this as far as the storyline, so they kind of left them all in a place where you would be satisfied with mm-hmm. where they left it off. Right. Um, really I, good. So, um, go check it out. It's on Netflix right now. So, next we're going to talk about our movie of the week, which is 1987's Dolls. 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 <laughs> it's a horror movie from 1987. Is it a horror movie? Yeah. I mean, it's more like a comedy. Yeah, it's got kind of a comedic edge to it. It's, there's a lot of slapstick in it. <laughs> um, so, basically, what happens is these People and their daughter like break down. Well, it's okay. So it's the dad and the step. Yeah, step-mom. yeah. I was I was fixing to say that. Because mom lives in Boston. Yeah, that's what right. I was fixing to say. It's the stepmom, 
they break down, and you find uh-huh. out it's the stepmom and it's the dad, and you know they're both awful, and they hate <laughs> their child. They hate their child because yeah. you know this is an '80s movie or whatever, and and <laughs> hating your kid is like a I don't know. It's a thing that went on. It seems Dude. to be a theme. Yeah. In eighties films. But anyways, there's like this whole bit. This girl has this little girl has like, uh, like a huge imagination. But like her her mad stuff that happens uh, in her imagination is like kind of graphic stuff. She it's might be very graphic. She might be. She might be a future might, serial killer. She or might something. be psychotic. Or psychotic. Something. Yeah. Because there's yeah. this whole bit where like the 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 stepmother like. At the very beginning, he takes her teddy bear and, like, throws it away. And she <laughs> fantasizes the teddy bear come to life. And it's, like, huge. And it, like, rips them apart and, like, rips their heads off. And there's guts yeah. everywhere. And the girl goes, oh, teddy. And, like, the giant teddy bear, like, puts his hands out, you know, does shrugs the shoulders. <laughs> like, wah, wah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then they want they wind up going into this uh, this house, into this big mansion, because it's like pouring down rain and stuff, and they're trying to get out of it. And these two they get, kind they, well, they get they get stuck in the mud. And uh-huh. I thought it was great that the dad like was standing right behind the wheel and pushing his car out of the mud. Uh-huh. And then she spins the wheel and gets mud all over him. I'm like, dude, if you're gonna stand behind your car and push it, stand in the middle. Maybe you won't get so much mud on yourself. Yeah. Anyways, they're they're going in there, and these kindly these apparently kindly old people they appear kindly. Yeah. And they say, you can stay here for the night. And they find out that they're like doll makers and there's like dolls did everywhere. You, did you think that the stepmom kind of looked like a dude in drag? She did look like a guy. <laughs> she was really. She really looked like really a guy. Really homely. I'm just going to say. But anyways, um, <laughs> so they do that. And then there's this other guy. Uh, these two. And uh, also, I just want to say this one thing. Okay. When uh, later, like after that scene where they come into the house or whatever, she's like bawling out Judy. Mm-hmm. And there's this close-up of her face, and like the nicotine stains on her teeth are really bad. Ew, I mean, her no, teeth are I didn't really notice horrible. that. But yeah, well, I have a big old screen TV. Oh, okay. I'm, like, looking at those teeth, going, ooh. Well, anyways, that so, and then these other people join them. There's like these two punk British punker girls because it's <laughs> yeah. the '80s, and they're time, wearing like leather. And every time we and see stuff. them, we hear we hear really bad punk music. In yeah, the yeah, yeah, and they they show up with this. This big kind, this big guy named Ralph, who like he's like this kindly guy who gave him a ride. He doesn't mm-hmm. know that they're gonna rob him blind. Yeah. Um, but they show up. So, anyways, they wind up in this house and <laughs> stay in there. And so, basically, all the dolls start coming to life and start yeah. murdering them. <laughs> and they find out yeah. that Ralph. Yeah. Well, when the mom dies. Yeah, the mom. The mo- the stepmom when she dies, it's probably the most funny. And most epic death in the whole thing, where, the, where she like trips over something and goes out a window. Yeah, she well, she was trying to like jump over them, and, and for some reason right she just got right out the window. And then like the guy, the guy, uh, the mm-hmm. the the father comes in and mm-hmm. he's like, "Honey, honey," and he goes, "Oh, I better go shower," and comes out of the sh- goes and showers and comes back out and goes. Oh, honey, uh, and like ummed it up. He's like, I'm gonna kill that perfect. Okay, so is, what's crazy about that whole scene is like he goes to get in bed with her and she's covered up, yeah, from head to toe. And you see this little spot of blood, like yeah. where her face is, mm-hmm. you can't see that. And then he's he's laying there, he's like touching her, yeah, hip and stuff. And then he leaves and he comes back later, and the blood is like really a big mass, like right in the front of the blanket, but he can't see it because it's on the other side of the body, yeah. And when he rolls it over, half her face is covered. 
gone. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, but so they find out, like, the whole thing is, like, these dolls are, like, so it turns out they're, like, these people, and they're, like, these old people are, like, witches yeah. or voodoo doctors or something. Something. Because they, like, they're, apparently they, like, shrink people that they deem awful into little people and turn them into dolls. Yeah. Um, but so the, uh, but they've got like a lot of, uh, ridiculous deaths in this. Like, um, the punker girl gets, so one of the punker oh. girls, she gets, so she comes out the door and tries to escape cause she finds her other punker friend that's yeah. like killed up in the attic. Right. And but they I come talk about that one for a second. Okay. okay so the, the woman that first punker, the girl that gets murdered or whatever, they break all her teeth out or something. Uh-huh. And they do all this stuff to her face, and then the little girl sees her, right? Mm-hmm. So I read a little thing about that, is that they let the little girl sit in the makeup trailer with that lady as she was being made up, so that she would know that it was just makeup, so she wouldn't be traumatized. Oh, she saw okay. Her. Anyway, go ahead. Anyways, uh, so <laughs> she comes out, and they and there's like all these little toy soldier dolls, right? And they're like, and then you got the ones with them, dun, 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 or whatever. Look, and it's it like, looks like and it's, a nutcracker. Yeah, they they're like <laughs> nutcrackers. That's what they look like. And they had like them pull up their little guns, and they like just shoot her. And it's like it's like a it's like a, a military execution. Yeah. But it's like the little dolls killing her. And the um, squibs are going off on her yeah, back, yeah. blowing huge chunks of flesh out. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. And then you got <laughs> Ralph, who's like constantly like bumping into stuff and yeah. like hitting his head on light switches and stuff. But there's so the first part is like what Ralph is like going, what what's going on and stuff, and like this little dog goes. Uh, what's his name? Mr. Punch. It's like a little jester guy that they give the girl, and he's like, you know, Ralph. You know, deep down, and it's like, <laughs> and like, but he still doesn't figure out after it says that to him that they're probably alive or something. Something's going on after he <laughs> set, talks to him and says yeah. his name. Um, uh, but yeah, little little Mister Punch's nose is the same length as his chin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So then the the whole thing is about people with the heart of a child, and Ralph's uh-huh. like this big kid, and he's got the right. heart of a child. And it's like, he he has the funniest line in the whole movie, oh, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. And it's uh, when he's like, he's like fixing to try to get out of there. He's like, I'm taking the two hitchhikers with me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but, oh my gosh. Anyways, uh, <laughs> at the very end, Ralph gets out of there. Uh, mm-hmm. or they, they, the, the old people turn the evil father into Mr. Punch because he destroys Mr. Punch. Smashes his head. Smashes his head, so they yeah. turn him into Mr. Punch. With the sledgehammer. Yeah. It's pretty awful. Yeah. Poor Mr. Yeah. Punch. But you see, like, they get their heads, their faces busted off and stuff, and it's like, there's like some kind of little, you can see like the little corpses on the inside. Tiny little zombie faces. Tiny little zombie, like voodoo <laughs> dolls or whatever. Uh, the shrunken, <laughs> they shrunken. Look like, yeah, they do look like the shrunken heads from Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they do that. And um, but, anyways, um, they're like, they like, oh, I found a note that says, here, they we left you all this money, and Ralph's gonna take you to be with your mother. Yeah, and he's he's like, like, well, what happened to the what, what happened hap- to the, the girls? And he goes, oh, and he pulls up and says, P.S. We left or something like that. We took and, the girls and, with us. And, then, and, he, and he goes, he goes, hey, okay, let me see that. And he wads it up and throws it in the fire real quick. Yeah, it's like, goes, okay, we'll just take your word for it. Um, but so anyways, this was, so this was written by the guy 
that uh, co-wrote, no, no, he was he didn't co-wrote, he wrote the uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kid trilogy. Really? Yes. Oh, and wow. I can't remember his name. Not but Charles then, Band. Charles Band directed it, right? Uh, maybe that's who yeah, it was. Yeah, Charles Band directed it. Okay. Charles Band was the guy who did all the full, all the full moon movies. Maybe he. Well, he co-wrote. I was gonna say he co-wrote and directed the Reanimator movie. Yes, that's and, right. Yeah, which has Jeffrey Combs in it. And Jeffrey Combs isn't in this, but fun fact: if you see Jeffrey Combs in a movie, he's gonna die. Yeah, he, a horrible, uh, oh, horrible. I also death. did From Beyond. Is oh, that, really? Yeah. Okay. Really creepy movie. Really gross movie. But, yeah, he did a bunch of these uh, movies like that. And I think Charles Band was the guy who was involved with Full Moon full moon movies. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he, he did a lot of those, like Doll Man and, and, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, but, you know, it's fun to watch that yeah, movie. Yeah, it's, it's, on, on, it's, it's on, on Amazon, Amazon Prime, Prime Go so. check it out. It's Amazon's got a lot of good movie, mm-hmm. old movies yep. on this month. You yep. can watch. Yep. All right. Well, go check out Daredevil 3, and while you're at it, go watch Dolls. Great little movie. Uh, until then, I'm Roger Colby. I'm Richard Coots.